Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, you are listening to Sports Day. Adam Cooney is in some rare, rare form tonight. Welcome back. This is Sports Day for Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. I say that every night, but head to it. It's an amazing website, nutrient.com. Coons, we do this at the same time every week. It's time to check in with our digital man on the ground. His name is Seb Mottram. He writes for SEN.com.au. Seb, welcome to Sports Day. Tom, thanks for having me back. Good to have you back. So there's been some big news uh, today regarding Fremantle. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Freo announced their leadership squad for 2024, and there's no change, really. So Alex Pierce will take over for a con- second, in- second consecutive season, sorry. Yep. And Andrew Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong will be vice-captains once again. And Coons, I wanted to get your take on this because... Brayshaw's now played 123 games. He's uh, 24 years old, and Connor Rosie we saw early in the week. He's 23. He took over at uh, he took over at 23. Would it have been time for Brayshaw, in your opinion? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Pierce is a solid defender. He's uh, a bit of a battler. It must be said. Like mm. he's a lockdown guy. He doesn't really, you know, inspire the group. Whereas Brayshaw, he's your main man. He's mature enough. Like he comes from a great family. He's got a great personality. It seems to fit the bill to be a captain um, straight away, doesn't it? Really. I mean, I, I guess they may have asked him to do it, and he said, "Well, I'm not quite ready for the job." But we've, you know, as you said, we've seen captains um, being named recently that are younger than Brayshaw. And uh, look, it is a it's a big role being the skipper, even a co-captain, I thought would have made more sense. But mm. um, yeah, maybe he doesn't have aspirations to, to be a captain and thinks it may affect his footy. But uh, he was the logical choice, I think, from everyone outside the four walls, as they say, from the Fremantle Football Club. Yeah, well, that was the rumour at the start of the start of last preseason, wasn't it, that he wasn't quite ready. And I also wonder if Caleb Sarong maybe gets a chance going forward. He's a year younger, he's played 80 games, but he and Brayshaw feel like they're on level pegging time. Do we think the Dockers are going to play finals next year, Coons? Oh, I've got no idea. Do you, do you think they're a, didn't, do you think they're a chance? I didn't have them in my ten. I think ten or eleven. I don't think I had that. I think that you could had, make it. I so think you had fourteen that I could. I had fourteen at one stage. So yeah. I think they're playing for draft picks now. But yeah. uh, they've been in the news uh, the last couple of days. The re-signing of, of Sean Darcy as well. Seb, that's got uh, tongues wagging. What's the the reaction on the on the digi scene from that? Well, it's funny. Um, I think Mark Duffield was the one that tweeted yesterday that he talked to two recruiters and one loved the decision and one couldn't understand it with, with Luke Jackson. I think that's yep. that's kind of the, re- the reception on, on socials, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, it is. I mean, Kane Corns has been... I remember sitting across from you th- there, Seb, about six months ago, and I 
said to Kane and Bucks that uh, Frio's trying to re-sign Sean Darcy. And Kane just said, why? Yeah. Why are they trying to do this? So the proof will be in the pudding. They might win a flag with those two, or it be, could be a bust. But either way, they're locked in. I think Jackson's, what, end of 2029 or thereabouts, and mm-hmm. Darcy's end of 2030. Big contracts. Let's go to Collingwood, because they've got a left field... Um, I guess vac- not a vacancy. They've made a left field decision regarding a senior football member, senior member of their football department. Yeah, Tom, I don't know who saw this coming, but Graham Wright, so Collingwood's head of footy and been a real pivotal figure alongside Craig McRae. He'll take leave from March to September next year. So that's pretty much the entire footy season. Hang on, so he's, he's going to miss the entire footy season pretty much. Well, March to September boss. is their statement. So they might be, he might be back for finals if they make it. Who, who knows? And that my guess would be he's back for trade period as well with the with that uh, with that statement, but. Coons, it's, it's an interesting one because Wrighty really has led that club back to relevancy and now they're going to have to do it without even enacting footy bosses, it seems. Well, I suppose that everything he's put in place now should be running smoothly. I mean, they've won their premiership. They've traded and recruited really strongly over the last couple of years, turned the football club around, and he's been uh, the centrepiece of that. So I guess it's a well-oiled machine now at Collingwood. Now, we're not thinking that there's going to be uh, a drastic fall away uh, and that Craig McRae is going to be under pressure towards the back end of next year, do we? So, I mean, it's a, it's a could be it's It is different, though, isn't it, Coons? It is different. It's di- it is different. But, I mean, what, what, what does a footy boss... And well, you tell us. You tell there's us. There's no real... Well, they don't really have a major role in terms of um, like with the players during the season. Like they would be doing everything off field. So I suppose if he is away, then he's always contactable if they do need something. But he, as I said, he's obviously comfortable and the club are comfortable with what has he's set up and what's in place with the pies at the moment and you can't really question what they've done can you nah so yeah i should i should add coons that he's on a on a holiday with his wife and his family i think and he will continue to work as a consultant tom so mm. that wisdom's not going to be lost yep. on the pies what about north melbourne what's happening there with their leadership group yeah well this is an interesting one as well so the um Obviously, the headline is that Luke McDonald and Jai Simpkin will captain the club again. Yep. But Harry Sheasel bolting into the leadership group at 19 years old, Tom. Yeah. I don't think we've seen this since Sam Walsh, maybe, back in 2019, 2020. He was a yeah. 19-year-old that joined. Uh, but, geez, that's big raps to be in the same mould as Sam Walsh. Do you like a 19-year-old in the leadership group, Coons? How were you at 19? Were you ready to uh, tell others what to do? No, I was just trying to work my way um, out of the VFL side every couple of weeks when I was 19. So uh, I certainly wasn't ready for a leadership role. Uh, I think it's unnecessary at 19 years of age to be in a leadership group. I mean, the kid, he's won the best and fairest in his first year. He's going to play footy there for 12 to 15 years. It's it's a long time to be sitting in a leadership group and you can get stale. Some of the leadership meetings are so pointless and so long <laughs> and monotonous that you actually it, it drives you mad at times. Yeah. Uh, some of the unnecessary meetings, and I think at 19 years old, the kid should just be concentrating on getting himself fit, enjoying his time with you know his teammates and and training and playing really hard. When you get to your, your sort of early 20s, then you can slide into a leadership group and then look for if he wants to be the captain at sort of in the mid 20s. I think it's it's unnecessary in your second year of footy to be given a leadership role. Does it say that North Melbourne are lacking leaders? Or does it also say that they're trying to develop the next generation of leaders, Coons? There's, they ha- they used to have the like the up and coming emerging leaders, yeah. emerging we should call them where they would sit in on a meeting once a month yep. and get and gain the experience through that I think that's a safer and and better way to do it just to keep players fresh because as I said some of those leadership meetings how much horrible. time did you spend in the leadership group Coons? 
I was I was in and out. I was asked. <laughs> I was vo- I was voted in a few times, and I was booted out yeah. a few times. I, was, <laughs> I, I had stints in the leadership group, which is strange. I'd be in for a couple of years or two or three years, and then think, oh no, I can't. I don't want to do that. You're anymore. a leader in your own, you're a leader in your own way, Coons. I reckon that's right. Um, yeah. Actions. I, it just strikes me at its core. I mean, that Aiden. Aiden Core, yeah. I mean, the the nth degree of this argument is what happened at Melbourne under Mark Neild when he made Grimes and Trengrove co-captains in their early 20s. And that just was a disaster. But there are examples as well of, of, of captains becoming uh, leaders at a very young age. When you look at James Hurd or Wayne Carey, even Matthew Pavlich we mentioned before as well. So it can work. But Harry Sheasel's in his second year, and I, I just question how much he actually knows. But it's interesting to hear your take, given that you think most leadership group meetings are actually a bit redundant anyway. Well, a lot of them are pointless. Yep. I love the three-man leadership group, which I yep. think Richmond did that a couple of years ago, streamlined yep. it, and they had an amazing amount of success from that. Like, There's just so many voices. And when you're in a leadership meeting with, if there's six leaders in there, you, f- you, have, to, you have to feel like you have to have an opinion on everything. Mm. And that's when it goes back and forth. And you never actually get to a resolution because everyone's got a different view on something. And We had a meeting that went for nearly an hour one day as to whether we thought the players should enter through the Bulldogs Cafe which is the main entrance, <laughs> or if or if we could enter and get a fob for a side door entrance. And the, they were, we were arguing back and forth for an hour about this issue. And in the end, I don't think we even came to a resolution. Sounds well, like it's where, big issues, yeah. Where did you sit on it, Coons? Well, I wanted I wanted side door <laughs> access. <laughs> Didn't have to walk as far to get to the club. Also, through the cafe is pretty convenient if you want to get a, a muffin or a cupcake on the way through, Coons. Oh, I, don't, I didn't eat muffins. What else you got, Seb? Career, Tom. <laughs> uh, Tom, I'll, I'll run you through the biggest stories on the SEN.com.au yes. website this week. So, two cricket, one footy. Kerry O'Keefe, you might have seen. So, he spoke to us up at the KO launch in Sydney. He named the bolter as David Warner's potential long-term replacement. Sam Constance was playing Sydney grade cricket. Played one game for New South Wales. So uh, he made the most first grade runs in a season last year. He's impressed with the under-19 side. And Kerry O'Keefe, Fox Cricket's Kerry O'Keefe, believes that maybe going forward he might be David Warner's long-term replacement. Yeah, he's, I, on, he's only 18. I saw that. And um, I think it's great that Kerry O'Keefe is willing to put someone's name on the agenda. <laughs> but he's played one Shield game. One Shield game. So maybe down the track, Coons, but certainly <laughs> absolute, not, in, absolute bolter. not in the short term. Why is it rare... Extremely rare that we see players get to uh, the highest level at sort of 18 to 20. Like AFL players now, like Nick, Nick Dacos, we see players who are 18 come in, they're ready to dominate AFL footy. Why is it that we don't see players in the Australian team till they're sort of mid-20s to late 20s? Well, there's only 11 spots, number one. So if you're going to pick 11 footballers, yeah, maybe Nick Dacos is in there, but it's pretty rare that you'd have a 19 or 20-year-old in the best 11 footballers in the country. I think the other thing is... Footy, yeah, it's a, it's a mental game. But if you're physically equipped, you can play at the top level. You know that. But in cricket, you might be a physical beast and a specimen. You might have all the shots. But if you haven't mentally figured out the game, as most 19, 20-year-olds haven't, let alone 24, 25-year-olds, it's going to be hard to play at the top level. If you go back through history, Ricky Ponting, Michael Clark, Will Pekoski more recently, they're sort of prodigies. But Adam Gilchrist in debut he was 28. Michael Hussey was 29 or 30. So most of our best players, over the, Matthew Hayden didn't come good till he was 27, 28. Most of our best players actually started to dominate at the international level in their late 20s. It's just a different base cricket. Yeah, and Usman Kawhi has only forced his way into the team recently. He's 36, and what 36-year-old what AFL player is playing as well as Usman Kawhi is <laughs> yes, right now? Apart from Pendles, yeah, no one. Apart I agree. Apart Pendles. Um, what, about the, what, what about what's happening in India and retiring Guernseys? Well, this is a good one, Tom. So 
India's retired MS Dhoni's number seven, three years after he's retired from international cricket. So obviously one of India's, if not India's most famous captain ever, 90 tests, 350 ODIs. So his number seven now won't be worn. And it's same as India did with Sachin Tendulkar's number 10. And Coons, I want to put to you, if you had to retire one number from the AFL, who would it be and why? Uh, I would retire their number 13 from the Essendon Football Club. <laughs> That was the jersey that, that I wore my first one. year there. And I did my AC joint, um, did two hamstrings, had ankle surgery. Uh, the coach got sacked and the players got banned. So I think 13 is a very unlucky number for me. So And it hasn't been particularly successful for uh, a lot of players at, at Essendon either. So you'd retire uh, it for the Michael wrong Long? reasons. You'd retire Michael for the Long? wrong reasons, Coons. Yeah, I'd say it's just, I reckon there's a curse on, on, on number 13. But you know, you'd probably go with, it'd have to be a player who... Uh, He's a one-clubber and sort of over 350 games. So I'd say Dustin Fletcher, I think, could qualify. Uh, maybe Burma Harvey from North Melbourne. Have they retired many AFL Guernseys? No, I feel like uh, something tells me they retired Darren Mullane's Guernsey, but I need to double-check that at Collingwood because of his passing. But it's not Trish, uh, To me, it sits uncomfortably when a player retires. Like if someone's wearing 23 at the Swans next year, I'm not going to like it. Give Buddy a few years. Give 23 a few years before you give it to someone else again. Yeah, I don't know why I think that. I just think that they should... um, There's so many numbers. You don't need to give someone 23 straight away. And often it can actually be a hindrance, can't it? If you give a young player the the Guernsey number of of a great, they might feel added pressure, which they don't otherwise need. Well, I think Andreas Everett was given the number three at the (laughs) Western Bulldogs. Yep. Which is a big number to live up to, like yeah. Chris Grant, yeah. one of the club greats. And then they hand it to Andreas Everett, who unfortunately uh, yeah, played a few Hindsight. games. Seb, what do you Didn't got planned for next week? You working or what are you up to? Yeah, we're on to, We're on next week. We yes. don't No time off for us. We'll be around. And uh, Boxing Day test, I'm looking forward to getting down to the MCG. You'll be there? I'll be there. Working or? Working, yep. Excellent. In that the meeting box? Yeah, it working. Yeah, <laughs> just making sure. Good stuff. Hey, Seb, appreciate your time. You can check out all Seb's work on sen.com.au. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. Seb Mottram from the SEN website.